It's time for the Motown Rundown, presented by Impact 89 FM, WDBM. This is your home for all things Detroit sports, from the Lions and Tigers to the Pistons and Red Wings. Now here's your host, Ryan Rabinowitz. All right, let's do it, Motown Rundown. It is May 14th, Thursday afternoon, a little matinee session of the Motown Rundown. As always, we'll check in. Wellness check for everyone, starting with Trent. Trent, how you feeling? How you living? Feeling good. Had a bonfire with my friends last night. We socially distanced. Being responsible. Got to be responsible. But it was good. it was really fun. Just good to see everybody and everything. I don't know. I'm getting really sick of this. You know, I know everybody is. I'm not oh, going to yeah. complain about it, but it's, it's all good. Could always be worse. Got to remember. That's true. Collins, how you feeling? I got a job back at the golf course I worked at the previous couple summers to do when I'm bored. Yeah, I mean, literally, having a job sounds like fun. (laughs) Like, it's it sounds fun right now. Kyle, you look like you've gotten some sun on your face. Have you been like working outside, or have you just been outside? I first of all, I haven't even started. I because listen to this for a golf. It's a city job because it's a city golf course, so it's technically like a government job, I guess. I have to take a drug test for this. Like, I'm not worried about that. Not one set, like, not, like, one bit. But it takes, like, forever to schedule it. Like, I can't go in until Monday. Like, what a joke. I want to start working right now. Well, yeah, and then how how long does it take to get the results back, too? Like, just to clear well, I don't think it, Matt, I, I think they just, like, look and say, is this guy doing heroin or, like, I, I, I don't know how <laughs> drug tests work. Shouldn't it yeah, be, like, immediate? I feel like it's immediate, isn't it? I Probably. It's not. A, it's not no a idea. pregnancy. It's not a pregnancy test. It's a drug test. You don't. Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to get the results <laughs> yeah, like, back in five minutes. Well, I feel like you do. Like what? Like what in your piss is not going to be like? It, it, it's, I, it's not a. It's not I a settle know. for like two hours. It ferments. Yeah. I feel like I've never been, like, I've never had the random drug test. I've never had that. Last year, I, I tell the story all the time. I washed my hands before bringing out the the cup and the lady was so mad at me she's like are you gonna redo that because i told you not to do that i'm like oh sorry i forgot she said don't wash your hands until you give me the cup okay so i was like i'll pee again lady i was so mad at this lady (laughs) sorry sorry i didn't want my gross hands like giving you the bot she's like nope can't wash your hands i was like okay because i'm just gonna pour water into my piss cup yeah that made sense (laughs) yeah unreal what is your job supposed to be at the course? It's just like the same. It's like outdoor staff. Well, are you doing like carts or are you yeah, grounds carts. crew? Not grounds crew. I'll never do that. Dude, people yeah, forget. I, I did grounds crew at Walnut Creek for a summer. It was the worst job I've ever had in my entire life. It was you did it for brutal. a whole summer? Yeah. Well, I did it. I think I did it in my – it must have been summer after my freshman year of college. And the thing that sucks about it is you got to be at work at, like, 5 a.m. So when your friends are all hanging out at night, you're like, sorry, guys, i got to be in bed by 8.30 or I'm not going to be able to get up for work tomorrow. Then you're off yeah. at noon, which is great. But I come home and I slept from, like, noon to 5. I'd eat dinner and go right back to bed because i got to wake up at 5 o'clock to fill divots on the par 3 tee boxes. <laughs> brutal. I, I yeah, had to dude. get one. I was, I was like – I was a week away from getting one of those like copper fits to wear on my back, like Brett Favre, because I just I was <laughs> brutal on the body. Dude, I big respect for people who do that. Oh, I don't I know why you it. did it, but huge respect to the people who do that. Like the main, like main dreams keepers. Like I can't imagine waking up, like living on that schedule 
not fun oh, at all. Dude, and, and I had to, uh, my first job ever there was I had to go on the little machines that would spin the bunkers. Like I would drag, I would drag. Oh, a, yeah. A thing, and the thing moved maybe two miles per hour. So I would spend, <laughs> I kid you not, from 5 a.m. to noon, I was riding to each hole on this little machine, and I would spin the bunkers. And I got people, like, hitting balls into me. I'm, like, up by the green. And I got balls, like, <laughs> hitting off the tires of this machine. You got your hard hat. Don't worry about it. I did not have a hard hat. They gave me <laughs> they gave me five they gave me five polos, a pair of gardening gloves, and and uh, plastic glasses that I had to wear. That was all they gave. What me. color? What color friends. were the polos? Like navy blues. I was just sweating constantly. Dark, <laughs> thick those thick shirts. That job sucked. And I my last week I put in my two weeks and come my last week it was like Monday and I got home from work and I said my last day was going to be Friday and I was like I just can't do this anymore so I just made up some excuse I'm like yeah I can't work anymore I'm sorry I'm done coming <laughs> in I I couldn't do it <laughs> it was brutal I never even played golf there never even used the golf discount at all I could play on Mondays for free never did it I was so sick of the place or whatever. Yeah, yeah I kind of I kind of see that. Like, if I worked at a golf course and oh. I sweat and had miserable days there, I feel like I wouldn't want to flip the script and try to enjoy myself with the guys or whatever. I feel like that would not be it's, you know, Like, you're there for 40 hours a week. You don't want to be there for more. It's a job. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter how, like, right. whatever. But what else have you guys been up to? I me, I saw Rubinowitz. I saw you playing throwback video games, and it got yes. me very hype. This is a good – yes, yeah, so I, I was playing NHL Hits 02 on the GameCube. Which was is, Croner on that one? Uh, he pro- I'm trying to think. Oh, two. He might have been on the Blues, maybe. But I always do. The Wings are like legitimately the best team in that game. Wings and Abs, two best teams. Dallas was really good in that game too. But the, you, could, I could play that game for like 12 straight hours. That's a great game. The announcers, the announcers, electric. Yes, Crash Bang Boom. It's got the greatest, got greatest intro of any video game by Limp Bizkit. Unbelievable game. NHL hits up. Oh, three is not as good. Don't don't get it twisted. No, I'll tell you this. That's not the best intro because the best intro to any video game is Tiger Woods 2004, where it has DMX coming. <laughs> I don't. I I forgot what DMX song it is, but it's like it's unbelievable. It's just like Tiger Woods dancing on putting. It's fantastic. Did you see? I've never seen that. New, yeah, it's unreal. Look it up. 2004 Tiger. It's fantastic. I I. I Definitely suggest looking that up. It's fantastic. But did you guys see they're making a 2K golf game? It looks the buy great. It's in a stink. It's in a stink. I can already tell. It looks cool. The graphics are really nice. But, I, dude, golf golf video games are really hard to, like, get into for me. And I love golf as much as the next guy. I love Tiger Woods. But, I mean, come on, man. Those games are dude, tough. Dude, I, I used to love Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods used to be, like, one of my favorite games. It was so fun. They, it's like so easy though that like that's the problem with golf video games. You're like, oh, I'm 17 under. They're like 18 holes. <laughs> like, oh, that's tough. This is this is good topic for discussion though. As far as other vintage video games that are like awesome, NHL Hits 02 is up there for me. I could probably take you through each sport. NHL 04 is my favorite NHL. Madden 05 Danny was Heatley. legendary. Yep, Danny Heatley on the cover. At rest in peace, Atlanta Thrashers. What else was good? Luigi's I, Mansion. Didn't we I, talk about that, Collins? Luigi's Mansion or no? no Super Mario Sunshine. You never beat Mario Sunshine, hardest game I've ever played. I don't think I ever got past like the first level. It was impossible. I also was like a dumb-brained like kid, but I still it was so hard. 
when I look at Madden's, I'm a big Madden 07 guy with Sean Alexander on the cover because yep. they had Reg, they had Re, they had Reggie Bush in that game, and I would just get kick returns with Reggie Bush, and you would score every time. Just use this so – he had, like, 99 speed. So, like, Madden 07. Mario Baseball, my favorite video game of all time on the GameCube. It is this, it's an incredible video game. I just play Dude, it all the Mario, Mario games are nice. They're so overlooked, I, yeah. underrated. I still play Mario Baseball. I have my GameCube up at school, and I grind that every once in a while. And I'll say this. Favorite, like, sports video game is NBA Live 2005 with Carmelo Anthony on the cover. <laughs> All-Star yeah. Shootout. All-Star Shootout. Like, they have the NBA All-Star Weekend. So, you can play, like, rookie, sophomore. And then you get to do the dunk contest and three-point shootout. Me and my, like, buddy Will, when we were, like, five or six, he would be Peja Stoyakovic, and I would be Reggie Miller. And we would just do dueling three-point shootouts. And we would both get 30s every single time until someone, like, missed one. That's how we would play. I love NBA Live 2005. 06 is better with D-Wade on the cover. It's not. It's the same game. It's literally the IMO, same game. IMO, in my opinion. What else is good? Yeah, Super Mario Sunshine. That's a good one. You know the remember the you know the C stick on the GameCube. Yeah. You needed that for something in that game, and mine broke. I think I threw my controller one time, and the C stick like wouldn't move, so I couldn't play it anymore. Did you just not C stick? Was it just like not on the controller? It was jammed. No, it was jammed where I couldn't like. The, the thing would move, but it wasn't really connected to anything. So Luigi's Mansion, as I, t- I told Collins this, never beat it. That was the most frustrating game of all time. And I was also, like, afraid of, afraid of the dark at the time I was playing this game. So Luigi's Mansion was a nightmare for me. But NBA Street, good games as well. NBA no, Ballers, too, with Chauncey. That, no, that's the thing. NBA Ballers is way worse than NBA Street, V2. But NBA Ballers was still fire. Great game on the P- – were you PlayStation guy too, Rabs? Because that was only on the PlayStation. I was a I was a, a GameCube guy first and foremost. I had the PS2, and then I went Wii. PS2, I played a lot of MLB The Show 09 and NHL 2010. I played Pimp My Ride too. You ever play the Pimp My Ride game? <laughs> That's a With great game. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's like it's like GTA without like killing people and like going to strip clubs. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah, nice. Dude, That's I like that. Trent. What do you play? I know you're like, you're like a year younger yeah. than us. What do you were you a video okay, game guy? So, growing up, yeah, dude, but it was Pokemon. I just grinded Pokemon all the time. I don't know. I was a Yu-Gi-Oh kid. I was a Yu-Gi-Oh kid, but I don't know. Okay, so I, I had no no, I had a Yu-Gi-Oh phase as well. <laughs> there was a Yu-Gi-Oh phase in there, but like Brock and I grinded Pokemon for like seven years. And I actually am just now getting back into it. I bought a DS so that I could play it again because oh I, I, because that's, that's the kind of times we're facing right now. But I mean, obviously I always played 2k and everything. What's that? You like the cards too? Are you like a cards guy too? Not, I mean, I had some, but I didn't like really, okay. I had some, that, but I didn't like that, trade them. No, everyone, everyone had some, I'm just saying like, yeah. if you're just like a grinder and like, I was a guy who had a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yu-Gi-Oh was a tough luck. I didn't even know what I was doing that I liked. I had them, dude. I had the. I had like the Did wrist thing too. You could on? wear them on your wrist. Did you understand <laughs> what was going on with Yu-Gi-Oh? Nope, not really. I I just love the characters. <laughs> I love the characters. I love the three-headed dragon that no one could ever beat. Pulling that card out. As far as I was never a... not the three-headed dragon. At the movie, do you remember when the Yu-Gi-Oh movie yes, came out? Yes. Yes. Yep. I don't they remember. They gave you a card. 
Yeah, I don't remember Walking what part I got. All I remember is I went to go see, was it, I went to go see the Pokemon movie. There might have been a Pokemon movie that came out when we were younger, and I was never a Pokemon guy, but the card I got going to the movie was like Jigglypuff, and it was like the worst card in the game, and I was so pissed. That turned me off completely from Pokemon. What's the bear? Did you guys, did you guys all have the Wii? Yes. When the Wii yep. came out, I, I, I will never be able to describe to my kids how like pandemonium it was to have the Wii. You're like, oh, yeah. wow, dude, this that yeah. They're like, this is Nets level. I'll yeah. actually say this Wii Sports might be the best video game of all time. I love it was Wii awesome. Sports. It was awesome. Wii tennis is like it's Soul the most fire. competitive video game you can play. <laughs> dude, Wii Wii tennis is heated. It's the best. You can like, you like, actually have to swing it hard if you want to like hit a good shot. I got top spin on it. I love Wii baseball. Wii bowling is like we golf. We golf. We golf. We we golf's all right. It's not like Wii boxing is like obviously the worst one. Like it's not even close <laughs> either. Like it really isn't. Like it's because you had to use those stu- the second controllers of the Wii. Yeah, the remote. Nunchuck. Yeah, dude. The Wii was uh, the Wii was hot for like a year, and then everyone was like, "Ah, this kind of stinks." Let's go back to old video. The Wii. The Wii was also like when it came out, people were like, "It can't get better than this." Like this is the closest we're gonna get to like virtual reality. Have I ever yeah. told you guys my Wii? Have I ever told you guys my Wii Fit story? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you were obese. Yeah, so, it. okay. So, everyone – so, obviously, when the Wii came out, Wii Fit was, like, the next thing after Wii Sports. And if you if you people – if the listeners remember, you had Wii the Wii Fit, Wii Fit board. You had the Wii Fit board, and you could do, like, hula hoops on it and yoga and, and God knows what else. But part of the game was – you had to step up on the board and it would like give you your readings of like your BMI and you'd put in your weight and height and whatever. So I was a bigger kid growing up, always have been. I'll never be a skinny guy, big boned, thick, thick lower half. So I don't know what age I was when we fit came out, but I remember we got the board and I go to stay, my whole family goes to stand on this board to like get our measurements in. And we thought that this was going to like change the game for fitness for the rest of eternity. So I get on this board being like, I couldn't have been older than like 10 or 12. And it tells you your BMI. And it told me that I was obese. And naturally that takes a toll on someone mentally when you get told by a video <laughs> game that you're obese. So I don't know if my mom called or emailed like the actual Wii company and was like, hey, your dude just told my 10 year old son that he's obese. It ruined his life. He already gets bullied at school for it. Can you figure it out? And I guess they were like, yeah, sorry. Like we had a lot of bugs with the games, whatever. So they said, I don't, you know, I had to ask my mom. She could have been completely lying to me the whole time. I'd have just like, so we love the you, game. Ryan. We support you. Yeah, she went and just like mess with the game. But I think we got a new disc. So we put the new disc in. Now yeah. I step on the board and it said I was only overweight. So that helped a lot because that I could like live with. Obese was like, I'm a, I might not have many years left at 10 years old. Speaking of, like, Wii, Wii games and just, like, games kind of like that interactive, were you guys big, like, rock band guys? Yes. Like oh, I would – Ryan Collins, I would sweat my ass off in my basement playing Detroit <laughs> Rock City on Guitar Hero 2 or whatever it was, or rock band. One of my favorite Guitar scenes – Guitar Hero in, 2, great game. One of my favorite scenes in any movie ever is Paul Blart when they're, they're, they're robbing the mall and he's a lot, he, dr- he drinks the pixie stick and he's playing Detroit Rock City in the arcade. He doesn't see anything what? going on behind them. Yeah. Scene. Is that in Paul Blart? I thought yes. there's also, yeah. dude, have you ever seen Couples Retreat with Vince Vaughn? Maybe. I think a while ago. I love Vince Vaughn. Favorite actor, by the way. He, there's a guitar hero scene in that too. 
through the fire and flames on expert. Ooh, it is. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I mean, like, we we were big obviously. we were a big rock band family because we had three of us. We're so, so bad like, at it. I, yeah, it was it was hard. Who but, would sing, Trent? You guys have the microphone. Who was singing me, in your family? Me, by default, <laughs> because Brock was. Listen. Okay. Oh no! Did Trent freeze? Yeah, Trent freeze. Can you hear me? Trent, yeah. Okay, Trent. So you had to sing. Yeah, yeah, because Miles was always a drummer, like he still is. So he drummed, and then Brock was the oldest, and he was like, I'm playing guitar. So then by default, I was like, yeah, I sang. And they're they're all like 90s alternative rock songs I didn't know. So it was like you had to like really squint and read the lyrics on the screen. It was tough. The best was I got kicked off the drums and kicked out of the band with my friends because I was so bad. And I and I was so, and I was just like so selfish about it. I'm like, let me be drums. Because drums, you like, you feel cool. Like, yeah, you thing. can get into it, yeah. dude. That's where the adrenaline's at. And I was so bad. They're like, yeah, we can't have you. We can't have you on the drums. We just. What did you like? It. Did you like show up to the basement one day and everyone just like sitting around on the couch? You're like, what's no, going it, on? Are we playing? And he's like, we got Ryan. Sit down. We got to talk, talk to you about something. It was like my 12 U baseball team. So we had like a six or like seven kid crew. Whenever and I was uh, I was in the band to start off and then I got kicked out and someone was brought in. I'm actually like usually not good at video games, like so bad at them, except the sports ones. I'm pretty solid at. Uh, well, that's all you can do to pass the time. I don't feel bad about the amount of time that I play video games for. No, um, I don't either. either. I don't either. Nice see, little I should get the GameCube back up here. Yeah, see, see, see me at the park in 2K. I'll give you some work. <laughs> That's the game I need. I need 2K. I don't have any. I don't. I have it's NHL like 20 $10. and Madden 19. 2K? I got it for 20 like a couple weeks ago. 20? 2K20? Yeah. yeah, 2K20. Huh. When's 21 supposed to come out? Is that not for a while? Okay. I well, think like maybe September. I don't know. Maybe I'll get on it. Um, all right. Well, I guess we can get back into the sports stuff today. Obviously, we are the Motown Rundown. We will talk about Detroit sports. Uh, Trent, you had a nice little thing that you saw on Twitter that I think will translate well to the show. So if you want to break down your uh, your new find here for this segment today, go for it. Yeah, so um, shout out to Eagles Nation on Twitter because this is who I got this from, but I kind of stole it. We can adapt it and make fly, it a Lions segment. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> you got, you got, you got to give, uh, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different categories. It's kind of like, you know, like we slap a name on somebody and then I, I, I'm not going to be able to explain this. Basically, we're just going to go through this. It's most overrated, most underrated, best player, key new addition, could surprise, takes a leap, and prove it here. So we have to give our player our, our choice for each one of those categories. So how do we want to do this? Rabs, you want to go first? Like, sure. We'll do uh, one we, e- sure. Let's start. We'll go through each category. So what's the first one? Most overrated? Most overrated. My most overrated guy, this one was kind of tough. I put Taylor Decker I, just because I feel like the – the buzz around mm. Taylor Decker for his first couple of years in the league was like pretty hot. Last year, he was just not good as far as penalties and production. Um, I, I don't know. Dude. It's, it's hard for me to like look at guys on this team and say they're overrated. Cause I don't think anyone's really like rated that high on the Lions. Ever. Yeah. But I, I would just say Taylor Decker for the, the point of, look, you play left tackle. It's the most important position on the offensive line, arguably. And, you know, for a guy that I think his contract is coming to an end somewhat soon, 
Um, I mean, if for like again, last year is just maybe it's recency bias. As far as I feel like every single game, he just mentally freaked out and had a million penalties. Um, but again, that was a guy that I think was supposed to be one of your uh, strong points on the offensive line. And I don't want to say he really hasn't lived up to expectations, but I just thought he'd be better. I don't know. That's my I, I, that was a hard one to pick. Probably the hardest one for me to pick, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would agree because, like you said, I don't think people are glowing about Lions guys unless they're Hall of Famers like right. Kelvin and Barry. Like, you really don't hear that much. And I'm not one of those guys just to say Matthew Stafford's overrated because he's just not. He's probably underrated nationally. But uh, I'm going to say Deshaun Hand, and I like Deshaun Hand. I just I, – I think there's too many people that just believe that if he's healthy, he's going to be able to step into a role where he's going to be a three-down lineman, and I just don't see that. I personally don't. He was really productive as a rookie, and you saw glimpses of that. But you don't know if he's going to stay healthy with that shoulder. He barely played last year. And, and I think people are putting a little bit too much stock, including me, into him being able to produce next year. All right, all right. Both both pretty solid picks. Mine would be um, Danny Amendola. Probably not a popular right, pick. Yeah. But everyone Dude, just I talks about Danny, Danny Amendola. I hate like Danny Amendola. I like hate people him. just remember him yeah. as a Patriot, and they're like, oh, yeah, this guy. Yeah, the guy who, like, ran out of bounds and maybe cost us Dude, the, the Cardinals I, game – or didn't bro. run out of bounds, I should say. I don't I know. Hate I don't, don't want to – I don't want to rag on him because, like, he, no, he won no, us the Eagles rag game. On him. No, no, no. He, he Listen, he won us the Eagles game, if you remember. He had that clutch. I, I hate this guy. <laughs> and it has nothing okay. to do with what he does on the field. It has no, his Him being a complete psychopath on Instagram, it makes me hate him. Like, he's a weirdo. He's a weird guy. Remember his lose yourself thing when the Lions signed him? He did, like, yeah. the video of, Dude, like, the Eminem stinks. song, and he put the Tiger's hat on. <laughs> Dude, he's, he's, like, a big-time, like, thirst trap guy. He's like, yeah, yeah. let me post this thirst trap. Also, he got cucked by Christian McCaffrey, and then he decided to go after his ex, which I don't – like, that's a spiteful move. But, like, come on, Danny. You don't need to post it on your Insta. Could have yeah, sent a text message tough. to Olivia. Yeah. Just being like, hey, <laughs> I moved on too. Okay, so okay. So three different players Sorry. for overrated. That's that's pretty good. Now let's do let's do most underrated Ravs. We'll go to you. All right, most underrated for me. I'm gonna stay offensive line. Frank Ragnow's my guy, and I know he only mm. had a couple years of his sample size so far. It was last year the first year he moved to center? Yes. Yeah. I him not playing center right out of college was the most asinine thing ever. And I kind of get it because like Glasgow has been the guy for Stafford and there's probably some, there's something to be said about the chemistry between your center and your quarterback. But I'm telling you guys, his production levels, Frank, right? However, they grade out offensive linemen. This is a guy that's going to be here for many, many years to come. He's fantastic at his position. This is, it is such a luxury to have a guy like Frank Ragnar, who's intelligent, who can move people, who can pass protect as well. So I know it's – I'm not going to act like this guy that, like, oh, yeah, I can, I can distinguish, like, really, really good offensive linemen from, like, average guys. But you just – you watch the guy play. He's very effective at his position. And I think as far as a guy that's going to probably give you longevity and be here for a while as a Lion – and again, underrated. There's not many guys in the Lions that you're like, oh yeah, this guy's like. Because I think there's a lot of guys. Like I, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you guys say too. But like, you know, you could maybe throw your case for Galladay, but I think Lions fans understand the value they're getting in him. You know, Marvin Jones. Maybe a lot of guys nationally are underrated, but like as far as the team goes, I think Frank Ragnow is a guy who gets kind of lost in the mix of just being a name on the offensive line, but is really, really good and will be for years to come. Uh, I'm going to go with Tracy Walker 
this has to do with him changing his numbers from thir- what is it, forty-seven to 40, twenty-one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that last year, and it made him a much better player. Even though I, I mean, when he, I know he had some injury issues last year, but he was productive when he played, and you, you, you can actually see a future in there. And I don't know what what round did they draft him? What was a third? third, third in twenty eighteen? Yeah. For what you're getting out of him, you're seeing really good value, and I think a lot of people don't really talk about how like solid of a draft pick that maybe was for Bob Quinn and, and, and like, his staff. So, I, I think Tracy Walker is probably my most underrated player. A close second to me, I think carry-on. I think people are too down on carry-on. I understand he's had the injury issues, but, like, when he's out on the field, he is very productive. He really, and, and I know he might not have 100-yard games, but he can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he's a tough runner inside I understand he might not break those big ones that you need every once in a while to open up your pass game and run game but I, I think carry on's underrated too um good picks my, my most underrated <clears throat> excuse me would be Justin Coleman I just think he's mm. I, last he, year is he underrated though? the year I, I don't know I I just think I think he's underappreciated because last year yeah, we saw for the tough. first half of the year he made a ton of plays, like a ton. Every single game. He yeah, was either right. forcing a fumble or picking something off. Big he's not like a big guy either. He's just super fast and athletic. He's pretty good. I want to see what he does next to Okuda, because Okuda's obviously like polar opposite of him. He's like huge and a little bit slower and whatever. But um I don't know. I love Marvin Jones too. I just think like like you said, maybe not as far as the team goes. I think everyone appreciates him and stuff, but nationally he gets no love. And, like, from the second he's gotten here to Detroit, he's just made big plays fourth quarter. Like, Stafford trusts him, and, and that's some of the problem I have with Kenny sometimes. I feel like Stafford, if, if they're both open, he's going to Marvin. I don't know. That's just, that's just kind of how I see it. Maybe that's not true. But, yeah, my most underrated guy would be Justin Coleman. We'll see how he does this year, though. Yeah. I, what's it called? When we, I think this is our perspectives are more in a local and, like, following the team type of aspect to who you think most underrated is. Nationally, I think we can all – Marvin Jones is probably the most underrated nationally. Or Stafford, right? Yeah, I, I think Stafford – yeah, Stafford doesn't get a lot of love as, as far as the national media he, goes. But he, I think uh, you're right. As far as, as far as production and a guy that literally never gets talked about is Marvin Jones for what he gives yeah, you. He was really good last year. All, I, the thing that pisses me off about Stafford, and I know we used to argue about, like, maybe trading him was the right, like, decision. And, I, and for a long time, I thought, like, hey, I, I just don't see an avenue where he can lead you, like, single-handedly to a title, which not a lot of quarterbacks can do. I don't get people, like, trying to be, like, throw dirt on him and say, yeah, and the Lions pay Stafford all this money. I'm like, yeah, because he's good. Like, like yeah. it's not because yeah. he's – like, people act like he's mediocre or, like, Andy Dalton or, like, Jay Cutler at the end of his Bears time. Like, Matt Stafford is objectively good at football. Like, like, don't give me the thing that he's not good at football. I understand if you can, like, say that maybe he's overvalued by his contract, but that's how you pay quarterbacks. And, and you can – and the record is obvious, and, like, you can make that a point because he doesn't win against good teams, which is fair. But he's objectively good at football. That doesn't make, doesn't make him, like, a top-five QB in the league, but he's good at football. I'm tired of hearing that he's not good at football. Because they're just Yeah, I'm, I'm such a – And you I'm don't want – yeah. You don't watch games if you say Matthew Stafford's not a good quarterback. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys who's like 11 people with 
in a football game or a whole team wins a football game. So that kind of, yeah, the Stafford slander gets to me, but that's a whole different conversation. We have that like every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Best player. I mean, like it's Stafford. I, can we all agree? We, we don't, we probably don't have to go into that. 100%. Yeah. yeah staff. Um, key new addition. I have Jamie Collins. Cause I just think you need like a, a savvy underrated linebacker to quarterback your defense. And I think that's what the lions were kind of missing. You know, Jared Davis is just kind of like, he's got the blinders on sometimes. He just runs free. He's not really the most technically sound linebacker. So I think adding Jamie Collins, who's battle tested and obviously has won Super Bowls and everything. I just, he, he's going to be perfect for what Patricia's trying to do. I hope. Uh, I, I think you're right, but to give us a little bit more to talk about, I'll say Danny Shelton. I think he's an interesting piece because he, he right out of college, he really didn't, really wasn't productive, and then he got traded to the Patriots. Did he? He got traded to the Patriots, I believe, from Tampa. I could be yeah. completely, yeah. So uh, was I, it Tampa I, or Cleveland? Sorry, Cleveland. You're right. I'm thinking of Vita Vea for some reason. I don't know, but uh. Danny Sheldon, I, I, I think he could be a guy who could contribute and kind of fill in the role that Snatch did. I'm interested to see what he looks like because I think if he's a productive player, that helps him a lot, especially in the linebacking core and, and just in general in their run defense. I also went with Jamie Collins, Trent. I just think with Matt Patricia's defenses, the linebacking core is so important to the success of the defense. And, you know, you move on from Devin Kennard. Obviously, Jared Davis is, is, is on thin ice for all intents and purposes. I think Jamie Collins gives you such great experience and already playing in a Patricia system kind of knows the lay of the land. He's also extremely athletic, and I think that adding some versatility to your outside linebacking pieces is a necessity for this team. So I'm you know, I'm excited to see the, the difference that he makes. Again, just as far as I got, it just fits the scheme is, is huge. Um, I know a lot of people, I was seeing this on Twitter, you know, a lot of people were focused on this question as far as draft picks go and like Okuda being the best new addition. I just really think James, that, that line – I'll tell you, man, having an experienced linebacker who, who knows the game and is intelligent like Jamie Collins is, is, is huge, especially for a guy like Jared Davis who's going to need some help this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jamie Collins is my guy. I have no idea well, yeah. what they're going to do with all their linebackers. Does anyone know, I know what they're seriously. doing? No idea. I, they, they have so – they're like – they might not be – I think their depth is, like, pretty decent as far as having serviceable yeah. guys that can play. I mean, between the, the Ragland and – uh, Lee that you got from wh wherever they came from, Kansas City or whatever. Um, obviously, you have Vitae, who you're not – or not Vitae, what's his name? July, yeah, Tavai, Vitae, whatever. Are, are, um, they, this Tavai, is, are yeah. they going to move Tavai outside? Like, I, I would assume that, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think, hate I, that, I, they too. should. No, I don't I, – I love it. Yeah. He played good. He would – I – one of my biggest pet peeves, people being like, yeah, well, they drafted Jelani Tavine to second round. They could have got him in the fourth round. Guess what? I don't care. He's good. He produced like a second rounder. I, I don't care he could have got him in the fourth round. I don't care. Yep, completely agree. At the time, obviously, we were all upset about it, but time yeah. will tell. And he showed yeah. up and was He's really good. good. Yeah. Um, so let's do uh, who could surprise. Rabs, you go first. 
Um, this was a very tough one for me because I think there's a lot of players on this roster that maybe I don't think there's so many guys as far as in starting positions that could surprise. I think you kind of know what you're going to get out of everyone at this point. I would say for me, Julian Aquara is the guy that might surprise a lot of people this year. You look at that rotation as far as defensive ends. Obviously, you have his brother Romeo on one side, Trey Flowers on the other. Collins mentioned Deshaun Ham, which was a great point, I think, because You've heard this, the Sean Hand name for a couple of years now. Obviously, he's a young guy, but you're, you're waiting for him. To, okay, when's the year where he's going to put it together? He's going to be able to stay healthy. Can he produce? So Aquara is going to be right in the mix right away as far as – I don't know if, he, if he's your third guy coming in as, as far as the rotation goes on the defensive end, but just from, from his – the way he grades out in his skill set, I know, again, we talked – what he got drafted as far as he was supposed to be a guy that might have gone actually in the first round before he got injured in Notre Dame. He's got great speed. I think he can drop back in coverage and play on the outside linebacking front if you have to have him there. But you can also line him up on the edge and just have him get to the quarterback. So I, I think that when you see when you see guys getting off the ground with, with quarterbacks underneath them this year, I think Julian Aquara might be a guy that's going to cause some havoc in the backfield. I, I, I hope he gets time. Because I think athletically he's pretty outstanding, and I'm really excited to see how how often they involve him in the defense. Because I think he's pretty versatile as far as his skill set. Um, but that's just the guy. That, I mean, there's there's several guys that could have gotten this this title for me, but I, I think Julian Aquara is someone that I'm really looking forward to watching this year. Uh, person I think would be surprised is probably Quintess Cephas, because I've been really high on him for a while. Like, he played in an offense where it's not, like, conducive to wide receivers, and he almost racked up 1,000 yards. Like, and, and you, if you watch that Rose Bowl game against Oregon, he went up and caught the ball. Like, he has strong hands. He's athletic. I, I like Quintez Cephas a lot. I, I think he could be a really good third wide receiver in the system because I, I think he does have a higher ceiling, obviously, than Danny Amendola does at this stage of his career. So I, I think you could see Quintess Cephas is like week one. You're like, oh, wow, this, might, this is a nice draft pick. Like he could, he could catch three or four balls a game, maybe take the – not take the top off, but make some crucial third down catches, kind of like an Anquan Bolden did for them. And, and that one year he played for the Lions. Did Bolden play for two years or one year? Just one, 2016. Yeah. But he was a great third down receiver. Yeah, um, my guy, I'm just going to say Austin Bryant. I'll keep it short. I just think he's a guy who, like, he was hurt all year last year, but you drafted him thinking you were going to get an athletic. He can actually play end and tackle, but I think, you know, given the given the lack of depth on the end, he might play a little more in the middle. Uh, if he can stay healthy, I think he could definitely burst onto the scene and people will just kind of, like, I, people have already kind of forgotten about him, I feel like, because he was your fourth-round pick last year. He didn't play a whole lot. And then now you're putting him into this mix without Ashawn Robinson, without snacks. So there's just there's going to be an opportunity for him, and I think he can make the most of it. Um, let's do takes a leap, Ravs. I, I love when Colin – I think Collins had him as the most underrated. Tracy Walker, man, he's – you look at his production from 2018 to 2019. Obviously, he got a lot more time in 2019. That free – I think he's a free safety. Strong safety. I think he's a free safety. Uh, that, spots, that spot's his. The number change was huge, obviously. Um, I just think you, you – Bob Quinn made such a big point of, of getting playmakers. And Tracy Walker is a guy to me that can defend the ball. He can stop the run if he has to. Extremely athletic. 
Um, I think he sees the field really well, and that's a guy that constantly throughout last year was just making plays. Um, I'm really excited to see how he performs this year. And again, for a guy that's going to be his, is going into his third season, um, for for being a third round pick out of a smaller school, I I was extremely impressed by him last season. This is another spot too where I think. Um, there's several guys that you could probably put into the, the takes a leap position. Um, but I, the more and more I look at the secondary man, he's going to be playing next to Deron Harmon, which is huge. Uh, obviously an experienced guy that they bring in from new England. Um, but I'm excited to see him this year. Uh, a guy that tapes the leap. That's a, like a really tough one because I, I think the lions, they got a lot of established guys, not established, but you know what I mean? Like, not really young up and coming because I'd be interested to see what Swift does this year, but I, I can't say that's taking the leap. You got to look at a guy who's already on the roster. Tracy Walker is a pretty good answer, but I already gave him for most underrated. So I got to diversify my portfolio a little bit. So, uh, uh, what is his name? What's that cornerback from Penn State? Oruarie. Amani Oruarie. Oh. I don't know how to say his name, but I, I liked him when he played. <laughs> I did. He gave them good. He like gave them good snaps last year. I could see him being a guy who gets in the mix in the secondary and is able to make a couple plays. So I'll go with him. Okay, um, <clears throat> I'm a little surprised neither one of you picked Hawkinson because to me that is that's to me that's uh, the no brainer. I don't know. I like your guys' picks though. Tight ends like, in the I'll, offense. Well, that's the thing. I'll get to it. They they got to they got to fix that obviously first and foremost. But I, I just see Hawkinson, dude. I see him having, you know, he, he's going to be working with Stafford all summer. He already has been. Have you guys seen those videos? Yeah, he's got the group. I like it, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's great. That I love that kind of stuff. And because Stafford's not on social media, no one ever sees it and gives him any appreciation for it. But he's working with the young guys. So I see Hawkinson having maybe three or four of those Cardinals games from last year where he's just like eight catches one touchdown it, it, like he's just gonna maul people I hope that's what you drafted him thinking he would be so I think in the second year if he's healthy he takes the leap and I know I said the same thing about Austin Bryant but it's like we expected him to do what he did in a couple games last year now he's got to put it together and I think he will for the full season I don't know um prove it year uh I've got Jared Davis I won't elaborate on it because we talked a lot about it last Fifth last year. week yeah. but I think yeah that's kind of the no-brainer uh pick if you guys have any other objective choices for this I I think carry-on's a prove a year, too. Uh, I, I, if he gets hurt or is not as That's productive, a good pick. I think he's – I don't know what his deal's like because he was a second-round pick. I believe he'd be a free agent if they didn't pick up his fourth year. I don't know how NFL contracts work. It's kind of confusing to me. But I, I, it, I do think if carry-on does not have a good year, he's gone. I don't know if they cut him or they, they just make a move. If he's not productive or he gets injured, I could see them moving away from him. Yeah, you know, this this prove it year was a big one. And and Trent, I did want to touch on you said Hawkinson for your takes a leap. Hawkinson was a guy that I out of like maybe five out of the seven categories here. Actually not true, but for many categories, I was looking at him like, you know, you could maybe put Hawkinson as most underrated. You could put him as a could surprise guy, could take a leap guy, could be a prove it year guy. And it's all relative to what you think as far as, I mean, this is a first round pick inside the top 10 last season. And this for some people could be the prove it year for TJ Hawkinson. Like obviously he got hurt last year. As Colin said, they really didn't utilize the tight ends like they should have. So 
you know, Lions fan A might say that, well, TJ Hawkinson is a prove-it-year guy because you drafted him in the top 10. He should show you something. Could be a takes-a-leap guy if you talk to Lions fan B. My prove-it-year guy was Jared Davis. Again, we don't really need to get into all of it. Um, you're just – it seems like every year you're just waiting for this guy to show you something that, that – earns him a spot to be your anchor middle linebacker for this team. We've talked about it at length. I just want them to let the guy run crazy and get in the backfield because he can't cover. He never will be able to cover. So that's why you bring in, you bring in so many guys playing linebacker that you hope you can help him out with, with coverage. Um, but Jared Davis is my guy for prove it year again. I think as far as back to Hawkinson, you want to talk a guy about a guy that's got a spotlight on him. I think it is Hawkinson based on where he was drafted. As far as carry on goes, I think from what you've seen from carry on Johnson, which has not been much because of injuries, he's been really, really good. And, and unless he, I think if he gets hurt again this year, I don't know if you yank the plug and let him walk. But it, it's from a production standpoint, there hasn't been anything to where I've been like the guy can't play. But I do uh, uh, agree and understand where Collins is coming from, where if you can't stay healthy, dude, I don't know what to tell you. And he's been the most frustrating player because it, he's always in this weird spot of like, well – you know, you could just IR him and, and, and keep him out for the rest of the year because the Lions really don't play for much down the stretch, but you still want to get him reps. So, like, he's coming back with two games left in the year, and I'm losing my mind because I don't want him to get hurt again. But I don't know. I, I love Kerryon Johnson. I think he is really has proven a lot from the little sample size that he's had. But, I, you know, again, you talk about prove it year, it could be Kerryon. I, I definitely understand the case for that. It's not even that. It's they drafted a running back in the second round. Like you, you got basically got a guy who's gunning for your position. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Swift is like an every down back like carry on. Well, you I, drafted I, him. At, he was the first draft pick. I mean, first running back yeah. drafted in the draft. You're drafting him as a guy who's supposed to be a big part of your offense. You could also yeah. argue though that like the Lions only picked him because he fell. Like I think it was Rabs. You were <clears throat> you were talking about this when we did our whole draft thing. It's like I don't think. If Swift wasn't available, I don't think they pick a running back there. It's probably I agree, yeah. they go defense. Yeah, yeah but they drafted so another running back in the I don't fifth necessarily. Round. Yeah, I, okay. So Special that teams, one was a head though. scratcher. Yeah, yeah, that one was a head scratcher. I don't really know. I, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, that completely. Yeah, but I, I just think I don't necessarily subscribe to the idea that Swift is coming in as Carryon's replacement a year early. Not saying you're saying that, but. Some some Lions fans are like we've seen that on Twitter, like oh but goodbye Carry On or like whatever. If Carry On Johnson is healthy, he is your number one back, and he's gonna get like eighty percent of the carries. So Swift is a nice piece. He's a really good receiving back. They're gonna use him. They're gonna get creative with him because Bevel. That's just what Bevel does. And Stafford likes those Theo Riddick, J.D. McKissick esque type guys. So that's a whole other thing. But um, yeah. If anyone else has anything to add, that is that that wraps up our uh, our segment. Shout out Trent for a good segment idea. And Eagles good. Pride, whatever it's called. Yeah, Eagles Nation. And you know what? I got to shout out my buddy Ethan. He's the one that texted to me and was like, I want to see your answers to this for Alliance. So they got me thinking. I was like, we can do this on the pod. Shout out to Ethan. Ethan. Big <laughs> Lions fan. That was good. Good stuff. Uh, do we want to do numbers today? Are we prepared to do numbers? 51 through 60? Tough, bu- tough yes. bunch, bunch of numbers here. Yeah. Can you do it? All right. Well, it. here we go. Uh, obviously, on, as we've been doing on. for the last – what's up? I got it. Okay, I got it. I got it. I had to get – okay. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> for, the, uh, for the last couple of weeks here, we've been going through and doing uh, most iconic Detroit players by the numbers or for Ryan Collins, his favorite players. 
Um, I just think, you know, the more and more I think about this, I, I try to do this based off of who pops into my mind first as far as wearing these numbers. But we're now at number uh, 51 through 60. 51 for me, originally had Valtteri Filippula. Dominic Raiola is the guy. We talked about him Dude. last week for some reason. Dude, come on. Dude, but I, in, in Collins, I think Collins' comment last week was like he was like the worst best lion of all time because like he actually wasn't. But he would, he played on the team. He's like second all time in games played for the Lions. He was on the team for like the entirety of them being bad. Like he, they years got or something. Uh, I don't know. I think he was on the 2011 and 2014 teams, but like he basically was on the Lions and they're bad the whole time. And he was always like the third highest rated Madden player. So that's how I remember <laughs> Dominic Raiola and him just being a complete moron sometimes and taking the worst penalties yeah. ever. I, I'm actually gonna go with Phil Pilla because. Falling Philpola is honestly one of my favorite wins memories, like, in my life. Like, I'll never forget being at B-dubs when he did that. Like, that, I, that was so sick. So, I'm going to go with Philpola because he actually contributed to a championship team. And I, I do not like Dom. I don't like Dominic Raiola. I, like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. He just always pissed me off. So, I had Raiola as well. But you know where my yeah. mind actually went first was Jelani Tabai. Just because that's like the, that, that's like on the first, I was like fifty one. Been a lion for sixteen number. weeks. Yeah. Sixteen <laughs> weeks. Trent wants to, to hang I'm his trying jersey. To think, I'm, trying, I'm trying to picture like fifty one on all of our teams' jerseys, and I I can't think of anybody. And then I'm like, okay, yeah. that's real. But Tobai was the first guy. All right, 52. This one was a tough one. I hate to say the name that I'm about to say, but Jonathan Erickson, unfortunately, I think is no. the most iconic. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Make another pick. Make another pick. All I have is Erickson for you. I don't know. I have no one else. Fine. You're going to be very confused why I Quentin say this. Barry? No, I QB was uh, it was thought about. That's who I got. We'll get there. Okay, no, no, talk talk about it, Trent, because I QB okay. was right up there. I'm talking about Quentin Barry QB. So my little brother Miles played travel baseball, and he wore number 52 because of Quentin Barry, because it was that one summer where Quentin Barry just was hot for a little while, and then we got his autograph when we saw the lion or the Tigers play in Fenway Park. So. In my head, I just always think 52 is Quentin Barry. Seriously. It's mostly because of my little brother. It's not because of anything Quentin Barry did, but it's mostly just like that was his favorite player for a year. And then and then Cespedes came along and took the number, and Miles yeah. kept the number Dude, and whatever. Erickson, but like, Jonathan Erickson. You really picked Jonathan Erickson. Maybe the worst player on the Red Wings for like 10 years. He's got a cup, dude. <laughs> Who cares what you're going to say? You just, you just said Philpula contributed to a championship. So did Erickson. Yeah, in a bad way. <laughs> like, like, oh, Dude, God. I know, I know, Eric. I know, I get it, but I that's my guy. They're like, God, we got to throw out Lilia and Erickson in the third <laughs> D pair. Let's hope, let's hope we don't give up a goal here. But yeah. uh, I'll pro for 52, Durant, because <laughs> former Lions <laughs> linebacker. And you know why? He was like one of the first guys to have those helmets, like those Revol Revolution Speed helmets. And know why? Every single time I go to a Lions game, I see the same guy in a game-worn Justin Durant jersey. And I'm like, dude, where did you get this? And it's just like a random white dude wearing this like game-worn Justin Durant jersey, and it always makes me laugh. So I'm going to go with Justin Durant. I think Quinn and Barry is actually my favorite. Though. I love QB, that. I do not hate he was, that. He was so electric that one summer that Austin Jackson got hurt. <laughs> oh. 
All right. Uh, 53, I think we might – we should all agree on this one. James Edwards for me, Trent. You're welcome. Buddha. 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 Edwards, nice fu man. Turnaround jumper, unstoppable, low post. Seven foot two, power forward. Love the guy. All right, let's move into 54 then. Uh, for me, a uh, guy that's still around the team, which I like, Chris Spielman. Love Spielman. Oh, dude, every, every, every Snow Waterford Lions fan is the biggest Chris Spielman guy ever. Spielman's <laughs> a jersey you'll see at a lot of Red Wings games with, like, the guy who's got, like, the – the black turtleneck on, the tucked-in jersey into his jeans. He's got weird shoes on, and he's got like some, he's got like he's got the slip back hair, and he just lives and breathes Lions football. And you say, "Yeah, Chris Spielman, my favorite Lion of all time." Just a hard-nosed player. Um, I it's, is it my turn? I got yeah. I got DeAndre Levy. My favorite. He was my favorite Lion for like four years. Come on, oh, get out of here, Come dude. On. He stinks. He was. Everyone I hates Levy. Levy. He was faking injuries for the last two years. He didn't even want to play anymore. I, got, I have two jerseys in this closet, right? Deion Levy. Home and away. Levy stinks. I hate Levy. You know who else was on Levy the back was- burner here? Fifty-four for me was Joel Zamaya. Dude, no. Speaking of guitar hero, yeah. <laughs> Never Yikes. forget Tommy John just guitar cause guitar hero. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Trent. The levy. Like, I think if you're gonna go with a lion here, that's kind of d- disrespectful not to <laughs> to put Chris Spielman in the mix. <laughs> yeah. Levy was nasty though. Trent is right. In 2014, he was like their best defensive well, player. Well, look, I never. Trent is that brutal. Yeah, and I never watched Chris Spielman play. Obviously, he's a legend. I really like him. Am I frozen? No, like you, a I kind of, I don't know. <laughs> kinda, You're struggling. You're struggling you right now. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. I was just going to say, I never watched Spielman play, and Levy was a beast until he got hurt, and then he was a head case and kind of lost his way. But I yeah. love DeAndre Levy. I don't, know if I, I, I don't know if you guys I, heard, but I have two jerseys in that closet, home and away. Yep. I don't know if my yeah. connection cut out for that part. No, we heard you. We got. Yeah, okay. I believe you. Why do you Why do you need an away DeAndre Levy jersey? Why is the oh, whole okay. not good enough? Full disclosure: the away one is fake. It's from DHK, but the home one is real. And I actually wore the home one when I asked my date to homecoming junior year of high school. I was wearing it. What What was the So what did you like? What was the proposition on your like homecoming poster? Did it have something to do with the Lions? Yes. Oh, yes, it no. did. Let's hear I said, I, I said, I said, her name was Elena, and she's now dating one of my good friends, Cole. So I, I got to just. Ooh, but, it sounds like the one that got away, Trent. Is that you bitter about no, that? Absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> Trent's also. I was, I'm, just trying to give, I'm just trying to give full context of the situation because the sign said, Elena, I ain't lying. And it said, lying oh, no. in big blue letters. And then I said, Homecoming with you would make me do a touchdown dance, and I—I uh, I thought it was clever. I was sixteen. Good, Trent. That's not good. But so, hey, she, I'll, I'll she said yes, right? Yes, she did. Okay, then hey, it's a success. But at the same, hey, that's never—that's happened to me a couple times where I didn't get the yes <laughs> on that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. I remember wait, when wait. you told that story. The Collins got I told that story. And Collins was like, year. who rejects somebody? Yeah. Wait, I've never heard that. this 
What? Yeah, you have. I told it on the podcast. Did you? Yeah, I can tell you. Twitter recap? Yeah. Basically, <laughs> I didn't have a date senior year, so I just I asked my cousin who's in my grade and went to my high school. I was like, who should I ask? Give me a name. Asked her. She said no. It was unbelievable. Did you make a did you make like a spectacle out of it? Like did you have a sign and stuff or no? No, it wasn't that bit of a deal, but I like I got flowers. It it was a tough look. It was a tough look. Oh my god. Dude, wow. I don't remember you telling that story, but if you I did. If you're gonna if you're gonna go like poster flowers, chart, whatever, you have to just say yes and then send the text later, like it's not gonna happen. I'm sorry. I mean it was even like that. Oh wow! Oh, Trent. nice. You Trent. see it? Yeah. I bought her yeah, a shirt. I, Trent, too. I bought her. Are you a shirt. wearing? Are you wearing the hair in front of the visor? Uh, yep. Wow. Tough. Yeah. Still do it. <laughs> do you? Yes. I, well, yeah. When I wear visors, yeah. You By the way, the, I have a Joe mohawk Bieber? right now too. That's the other thing. Oh my god! Wait, go, take your hat off. Going wild, bro. <laughs> Going crazy. But Going Trent's nuts. got like the Dennis Rodman Cisco haircut going. Right <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was going for. Thank you for uh, for, for putting that together. What number? What okay. the hell are we on? 55. 55. 55. This one, I think, will uh, – there's a couple answers for this one. I went Nicholas Cronwall. I know Larry Murphy for the old heads is probably the 55. Get out of here. But out of Nick here. Cronwall for me, easily. Never forget watching him absolutely cave that guy from Chicago. Who did he – was it Bullen? No, no, it was uh, – oh, my God, it's going to kill me. It's going to kill yeah, me. So I, Stop. I'll, I'll think of his name. Don't, don't, don't say anything. I'll think of his name. I'm not going to say it, but I'll never forget coming back from a baseball game, like in the summer, like a, like a 9U Fed baseball game, coming back and just absolutely seeing him murder that guy. Just absolutely murder him. That was unreal. Never forget that. So 55 for me is Cronwall because I am not a big wings guy, but there are certain numbers that I just know. That's yep. one of them. Yes. So, so I had, yeah, so I, you guys could do Martin a little bit Cronwall. Martin Havlat. Yeah, he got absolutely dummied. Dummy. Yeah. Thanks for letting us Cron- have that one, Trent. Cronwall, I'll course. say this, not, not great. I don't like that. You got Cronwall. Cool. Real creative, guys. No, it's sick. <laughs> is it? I don't think it's it is. sick. It is sick. Come on, dude. There's, dude, those, I'm telling you, like, if there's anything you can do at like 2 a.m. just before you're going to bed, you go watch one of the Cronwall hit compilations. It'll get the adrenaline going real quick. I love it. Um, way, way, way off topic, but speaking of like, get your mind off things going to bed, I've been watching the Real Men of Genius Budweiser commercials. Do you, have you guys, do you guys remember those? No. No. Okay, uh, I'm, we're not going to discuss it, but everyone's going to need to do some research and get back to me for next episode. Okay, all right, I will all do right. that for you. Um, 56, I have, a, I have a feeling of who Ryan Collins will say for 56 if he's thinking of this guy, because he, he should be. I put Joe Schmidt, Lion, Legend, allegedly. I, again, wasn't around. I don't even know if my dad, I don't even know if my dad was around to watch this guy play. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm Collins, who is your guy for this? Cause I think that we might have the same guy that was going to be my number two. I'm going to ask that is Bertuzzi 56, 59. Okay. I didn't do that. Right. I have no idea. I had no idea who I could pick. <laughs> I thought I, my, the guy I originally had, nope. and then I thought, Collins no, wait, had, wait, 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 come wait, on, wait, come on, Rodney. 
Yeah, yep, that's yeah. the guy. Yeah, I had, yeah. I had Fernando Rodney, yep. and I'm like, God, there's got to be someone better. But I was like, Collins is going to have Fernando Rodney, yeah. guaranteed. <laughs> Dude, I, once we start getting into, like, the 50s and 60s, just wait for all the random Tigers relievers. I start buffing yeah, out. Fute, Fute, knee. Albuquerque, all-time all <laughs> yeah. slider. All-time slider. You remember when Al- Albuquerque boxed for the loss? You remember that? He boxed in a run? Yeah, extras. I'll never forget that. How about I'm getting domed in oh. the head in batting practice and he couldn't pitch for like a year? He wore one off the dome. Brett, <laughs> right, who do you have in 56? Joe Schmidt. Uh, Joe Schmidt, yeah, Lions baby. legend, Lions ring of honor, uh, 10 Pro Bowls and two MVPs. Not bad. Might have been out of the league by the time my dad was born, but yeah. <laughs> we talked about Fernando Rodney for like a quick second. Yeah. I don't think he was that good as the Tigers. It was not. I just think no. like he, yeah, he just like was. He got good like immediately after he left. But I'll always remember, I liked putting my hat a little bit to the side. When I, like when I played baseball because of Fernando Rodney. You didn't deserve it. <laughs> I didn't do it that much. I, That's like cultural appropriation. I'm like your dad will like kick your ass if he, he like sees you doing that. Classless, or, yeah. Bend yeah. your brim, you hooligan. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Um, 57 here, another tough one for me. I'm sure Trent has a, a Lions legend for this one. I want Francisco Rodriguez, K-Rod. Couldn't think of anyone. What? Sorry. That's who I, that's, that, I, I didn't pick him. I have a different one that's even more obscure than that, but K-Rod was where, where First my First one that first came one. to mind, K-Rod. Yeah. Um, at, besides that, I got – guys going to hate this. Josh Bynes, 57, linebacker. I don't hate 20. that. I don't hate that. <laughs> I just Josh remember Josh is a guy that you're like, oh yeah, this guy played for the Lions at some point. I remember hearing that name. Yeah. I, it's, I mean, yeah. iconic is the wrong word to describe Josh Bynes or Francisco uh, Rodriguez, but yeah, K Rod, what a joke! What a joke that guy. I mean, like, okay, great career, but not good with the Tigers. Dude, K Rod was so good before he came to the Tigers. He was. Well, yeah, he no. was. Like great, great though. Like before he got there, like he was great, great. Like five years before the Tigers. Yeah, died. okay. That's, that's he was probably like decent. More accurate, yes. Dude, he would throw lollipops on the library on the Tigers. It's like his eighty-three mile per hour changeup. That just was like, oh no, that's a floater. That's that's four fifty out the deep <laughs> left. Yeah, that was in the fountain. Yeah, you have one fifty-seven, Collins. Uh, fifty-seven. Not have one, honestly. I for, I was gonna say, listen to this. I, I'll save it for fifty nine, but I thought it was this number, but it's not. So whoever you guys picked for fifty, I'm trying to think who's fifty seven. Not, not many, many people. people. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Josh Bynes. I like Josh Bynes. He had a cool yeah, highlight. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. I like it. Fifty eight. Uh, we had the anniversary of this guy's monumental. Uh, Dude, if you, say the, if you say this, say this guy. If you say Armando Dallarada, I might get. Where, Armando Galarraga, 58. Most iconic 58 in Detroit sports history because of the yeah. perfect game botch. Yeah, who, who cares? Who cares? He got a 28-out perfect game. I don't get why people still are mad about it. Get over it, Armando. You got a perfect game. Everyone knows it. It's not like we're discussing it. I'm tired of that. And that's the wrong Tigers pitcher from that era because Doug Fister was yeah. the truth. I got the Dougie truth. pissed. 
I can't believe you said Armando Gallarada. That's embarrassing. Iconic. That. Iconic. It's not embarrassing. Yeah, well, Doug Fister going into Yankee Stadium, dealing an ALDS is iconic for me. Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't hate right. it. Listen, if you're just going to think of, of like – out, Doug Fister. If you're going to think of Detroit moments, it's Galarraga. But that's all he was, was a moment. He was not very good. He had one great game. Obviously, we know what happened. Doug Fister, on the other hand, was a very consistent starter. He, he was, was so dealing. Good. He had a good playoff run. And, like, my love, my emphatic love for the 2012 Tigers has – I, Doug Fister is 58. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who else is 58? Ashley Palmer. Cool. <laughs> Ashley Palmer stung. But, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Ashley Palmer was one of those guys like, wow, he's had all the physical tools. He has none of the mental. Like he just, like, he just, he is, his, he's just overrunning plays. It's just like, oh no. But thinking of like Doug Fister, though, I think he was an all-time like dad. My, at least for my dad, he's like, no, who's a nice piece that they got? Good contrast for Doug Fister. He throws strikes because dads love guys who throw strikes. Like, yeah, they get ahead the count. Yeah, yeah. Got he works quickly. Yeah, he works quickly. <laughs> Um, 59 for me, it's almost, I, this is to me, one of the most fascinating professional athletes of all time in Todd Jones, number 59. I like, he's just like, from lead to Toronto. I'll never forget that game. Todd, Todd Jones, like, looks like it's like one of your dad's buddies from high school that like you run into at a Italian restaurant, but he like also pitches for the Tigers somehow. Dude, Todd Jones <laughs> literally looks like he had like a twelve pack of Miller High yeah, for every yeah. time he pitched. A professional athlete, Todd Jones. He had the, one but, of the worst listen, pitching deliveries ever, too. Oh, it was so bad. But for fifty nine, I'm gonna go with Justin Verlander because that was his first oh, number. People nice. forget that. Yeah, yeah. And and know why I say that because I think Todd Jones is super forgettable on all those like Tigers teams. There's you think of that bullpen, listen to Zumaya, like honestly. Yeah. Like, looking back at that 06 team. But, like, I think of every time JV pitched in Cleveland, Fox Sports Detroit would go, let's look back at Justin Verlander's first start, and he's got 59 on. And I'm always like, why was he wearing that? Who thought that was a good idea? Yeah. Okay, that's an an undefeated pick for you to remember that. That is crazy. I didn't even know that. I've got to go back and look at that. My 59 is to your white end. Look, this is the string of Lions. Oh this God. is like linebacker numbers. This is it's linebacker numbers. Right yeah, it is linebacker numbers. <laughs> I don't know. I think to hear Whitehead was better than Todd Jones. He was, was all right. As a, Wild was, helmet to hear Whitehead. Yeah, yeah. Huge like face mask that, that like wrapped around here. Yeah. I don't know. I love to hear Whitehead. Whitehead. Better, T-Dub. better than Ashley Palmer. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> all right. Palmer, what a great name. We'll, uh, we'll bring it home with 60 here to wrap up the, uh, the numbers for the week. Number 60 for me, another tough one. I want Detroit Lion, Al Baker. Again, never saw him play. That's the right pick. Not sure that if he's alive. Right <laughs> no idea. That's the guy, Al Baker. How are you? The end. Dude, I, there's a Tigers reliever who is number 60 that I, is just escaping my mind. Brian Villarreal? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm, I'm telling you. you, you Ryan Collins is like a – like we all talk about our strengths in sports, and Collins is like I can tell you where any guy went to college. I'm just like random guy you need a number for, Brian Villarreal. There you go. 
That's, <laughs> the that's weirdest funny. delivery. He would like step towards the dugout and then throw it like towards home plate. I was like, dude, what is going on here? <laughs> Great glove too. I always, I was like, wow, that glove's got a lot going on. Shout out Brian Villarreal. The, the Great Tigers, last name. Dude, the Tigers had so many relievers who were like who had like two great two-week moments. Like during yeah. that time, they were really good. You're like, you know what? I kind of like this guy. And then they just stink for four months and tossing them World Series and getting to like better places in the playoffs. So Kyle, is that your pick, Villarreal? Yes. Okay, I got I got no one, by the way. Well. By the way, before yeah, I know Trent, you have Al Baker. I'll let you you probably know more about him than I do, but I just want to say I don't think anyone has said the name Brian Villarreal in like eight years. So shout out Brian Villarreal for getting some love on the podcast. Who knows? I remember who he like is. Jim Price. Uh, yeah, Jim Price probably said, I haven't seen a slider like that since Brian Villarreal, the art of pitching. And then he just like, back to you, Dan. Like yeah. that's probably <laughs> happened like once or twice. Yeah, but Trent L. Baker, give us your tidbits because you probably know more than anyone else do. The the only tidbits I got was his, he was a three-time Pro Bowler. He was an All-Pro in 1978, part of the Lions' iconic silver rush. I don't know. <laughs> How iconic is that? I, how I, I didn't even know that was a thing, title. dude. I had no idea. The, the silver that might rush. be made up. Gotta, that might be made up. No, look it up. Look it up. It actually might up. be, dude. That's made up. I don't believe you. That's <laughs> not made up. The Honolulu I, I Blitz. Also, the Honolulu yeah. Blitz. <laughs> the, 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 what is it called again? The Silver Rush is a thing. Dude, that's, that's bullshit. I'll send you a highlight. That's not great, <laughs> I'm going to ask my dad. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, man. The, Absolutely, just like the there is. Steel curtain and the silver rush, the two best pass rushes of all time. <laughs> oh, I, go check it out. Go check it out. Al Baker. Al Bubba Baker. Uh, all right. There's 51 through 60. Uh, we'll wrap that up. And now we're moving into who am I? The leaderboard. Uh, I'm at five and three. Collins at five and two with the chance to catch me this week. And Trent Bally, four and three. Trent, you are the guy this week. We appreciate your service. So whenever you're ready, I'll try to. I'll try my best here. I don't know what I think. Well, who was last week? Collins, and it was Mo Evans. Shout out Collins. What a great. That's right. Pick didn't that get was. it. No idea. Didn't even know he was a piston. But well, that's Shut that's on you. All time ball. <laughs> okay, team. All right. All right. I will. I will run through these. If my connection gets bad, because apparently that's a thing today, do something. Like tell me. We'll just and then wave your arms ridiculously. <laughs> yeah, okay. So okay. we got – and full disclosure, this is probably not my best work. But That's we'll fine. see. We'll see. I think you guys can get it. All right, so. Cool. Are we ready? Yes. No. I had a 21-year professional career that combines my American and international play. Huh. Got to be baseball. Got to be baseball. Number two, I just retired at the end of last season. Ooh, baseball. I'm thinking baseball or basketball. <laughs> Number three. Oh, no. NBA teams. Eight teams. Uh, eight, eight, eight NBA teams. teams. Eight, Wait, eight NBA teams. What? Eight, what eight NBA teams, yeah. Okay. That was a tough time for you to cut out, but yeah. Number four. Give us number four. <laughs> okay, okay. In the famous 2003 draft featuring LeBron, James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, I went undrafted. Ooh. 
Ooh. Clue number five, I was not signed by an NBA team as an undrafted free agent until 2005 with the Toronto Raptors. Interesting. Okay. Clue number I, six, can you guys hear me? You guys this. are frozen. I'm freaking out right now. No, I, we, no can, we can, we can hear, you. hear you. You're frozen. We're not frozen. Yeah, You're you, frozen. Yeah, no. Yeah, you, you okay, stink. Exactly. <laughs> Turn the Xbox off, All right. Trent. All right. <laughs> Goodness gracious. You're fine. Are we, are we good? Are we good? Are yeah, we yeah, yeah. We're here yet. Okay, what happens is, like, your guys' video freeze on my screen, and then, like, the audio is way behind, and then it sounds like you guys are talking at, like, 20 miles an hour. Like, it's just like, <laughs> so then I'm, I lose it all. We but are. clue number six, I have two silver Olympic medals in 2008 and 2012. Ooh. What? Ooh, ooh. 2008 and 2012? Yes. So he's Spanish. Maybe. Yeah. Oh. I, so I just say, think of that. Think of that, Rab. I got it. Keep going. In, 2000, in 2009, I led the league in free throw percentage at 98%. Okay. I had two separate stints with the Detroit Pistons, both fairly brief. However, I played 77 games as a Piston. Oh. Ah, my I guess is wrong. Time out. Time out. You know, Alex Collins. Go ahead, Trent. You got any more? Yes, yes. Keep rolling. Clue number, clue number 10. Collins is correct, by the way. I just got Collins' text. Collins, you are correct. Nice pick. Clue number 10. Here we go. Ready? Yep. In 2018, I was a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers squad where LeBron James infamously had zero help whatsoever on route to the NBA Finals. I got it. <laughs> you got it? I think so. What a, uh -huh. yeah, what a, what a, what a biased thing to say. We had zero help. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that all the clues? No, there's more. But all I mean, right, well, bring them. Let's let's hear them. Let's hear them. Okay, okay, okay. For the Clue people. number eleven. My best season came in two thousand nine as a Raptor. I averaged thirteen points and nine assists per game. Uh, I retired as a Detroit Piston following the twenty eighteen nineteen season. And this one's ridiculous. I found this on Wikipedia. In my post-MBA life, I am a co-owner of an organic pig farm. All right. Give him back there to the go. community. Rams, I'll say you that have it? I just texted you. Yeah, you're correct. You guys are both correct. Jose Calderon is the guy. Again, not my, best, not my best work. I could have done better than that, but I was – You played for 21 years, huh? Yeah, only like 15 of them in the NBA, though. He played, yeah. Yeah, he played Incredible. professionally for 21 years. But Old like, guy. It, if you look up Jose Calderon, it like says that he's like a co-owner for Coca-Cola. So one night I was so confused. Like, and I, I was like looking at his Wikipedia. I'm like, is he just playing basketball for fun? Because like, if he's like a co <laughs> like owner of Coke, he's like worth billions. I was like, what's going on? Like, I was so confused. But it, it, different Jose Calderon. That's funny. Incredible. Look, that, that that's a guy who this is Jose Calderon's a guy who like played for the Pistons, but 
No one really remembers him as a piston, but if you get all the other clues, like he's Spanish and he has medals, and he, you know, like you could probably put it together. So that's yeah, what I was thinking. I just I, I vaguely remember him being on the Cavs, which is that's the one that put, was a nail in the coffin for me. But that was a good. All one. right, all right. That's number amazing. eighty-one too, as a basketball player. Yeah, Ooh. terrible, terrible number. Eighty-one is reserved for like Marion Hosa. Shut up, Marion Hosa. Oh, I could have been a good who am I. Damn it. Marion Hosa? That's the easiest yeah. one ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, I wanted to tell you guys this. I was going to say it earlier. Al Albuquerque, I was going to do him today. And that's when I was looking at, like, his Wikipedia page and stuff. And I, I read the thing about him getting domed and hit by a ball in the head Brutal, dude. getting a concussion. So when you said that, that was really funny because I was just reading about that. I'll never is forget it, no, but it. Is it. Al Albuquerque, 62, though, right? Yes, 62. Yeah. Just just wait till next week, folks. That's a tease for my <laughs> my synopsis on the great Al Albuquerque. All-time okay. name. All right. All right, boys. What a show today. Good stuff. We'll yeah. have to come. I think the thing is we need, like, one segment a week other than who am I and the numbers. Like, we need, like, a, we need to spice it up every week. We, we need to get some, back in the studio. no news. I think we, we do need to get back in the studio. We got to get the boys back together. Pistons? So behind. <laughs> so behind. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm just going to I'm gonna stop talking for the rest of the episode because no, you're it's fine. just throwing you're off. Fine. No, no, fine. no. It's not fine. It's throwing off everything. Kyle, do you want to do no, Pistons, do you said? Play. Yeah, we got to do something with the draft since it's right. brought, there's a chance. I mean, I'm assuming that they're going to stay as the fifth, like, best chance at winning the lottery. Like so, maybe like we do a tankathon, like you know what I'm talking about, and we do like a Pistons draft pick and like outlook stuff like that. I don't hate it. Okay. I would like to get back in the studio soon. Hopefully by the end of May we can get back in. It'd be awesome. But uh, for now, that is going to be it for us for Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins. I'm Ryan Rubinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show. We need your help at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Don't miss a single episode. We're on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify. New episodes every single week. Stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. have been listening to the Motown Rundown brought to you by Impact 89 FM WDBM for all your Michigan State and Detroit sports coverage visit impact89fm.org sports and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes Hello, everybody,